This is Ronald Guzman for the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to Rangers Nation Podcast. This is Brett Martin of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation Podcast. Yep, it's Rangers Nation Podcast, and today's episode is way too early roster predictions. Now, look. Anybody guessing roster predictions today, obviously, this is going to change by next week with roster moves and everything else. But I've got two of my buddies on here. You guys know them from Dallas Sports Fanatic. We got Alex Plink. What's going on, Alex? What's going on, man? <laughs> also, the host of the Ranger Fanatic podcast. So you guys, go, you guys got to go find that. And back once again with SI. Congratulations to that. We got Chris Halleck. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing, John? Uh I'm excited to be back on the beat, excited to be covering the Rangers and uh, talking baseball again. Yeah, that's that that's great. We were so glad to see you're getting back on there. Now, you've got the North Texas 9 podcast, which you are going to get rolling again also. Yes, I will. So I, I, I haven't publicly announced that yet. So now it, it is out there for people to know. Breaking, breaking Bre- news. Breaking news. Okay, the you- North Texas 9 <laughs> podcast will come back. It- I have no problem uh, announcing that on here. That's, okay. All right. Uh, I was going to say, I don't have to edit that out of there then. No, no, not at all. No, it's... Uh, it's not anything that that needs to be like hidden until until that point. But it's still going to be it's going to be great to bring it back. Yeah, and this is the this is part of the crew from the original road show that we did uh, over a year ago. It was in February. It was at, right before spring training. Now, now, Alex, are you going to spring training, right? I am going to spring training. I am getting away from this Dallas area, the snow, and spending five. <laughs> glorious days in surprise arizona spring training or not that's i don't a... care i want the sun the dryness <laughs> when do you leave the 5th of march late so, on the 5th late on the 5th have they announced are you going to have any sort of access is it all going to still be zoom um i think you'll be there for practices but it'll be like from a distance so i'll be able to see batting practice and some guys clock it up in the cages and yeah. some workouts, but not like up close. Have you been before? Nope. Well, you you'll have even when they're practicing stuff, you'll have good access. They'll probably allow you to, as far as being around there um, and all of that. But you know, the, the clubhouse they didn't. I imagine they're not going to have clubhouse like they did the year Chris and I went. Um, they you could go in the clubhouse before, but um, it's still, dude. I would go if. if if I could break away, but I'm taking the family this year. I knew that we weren't going to have access. So I thought we're going to take a little trip down to the beach uh, here for spring break and, and have some fun. Chris, are you going out there? Uh, that is not on the docket right now. Um, just with just getting back on and just the combination of, you know, what, what SI needs and everything like that sure. and the media restrictions and, 
it, you know, it's just a, a combination of things. So as of right now, it's not on the docket, but I mean, never say never if things change, if it, it looks like we can get some good stories out there, um, then, you know, maybe we, we try to work something out to go out there for, for a week or so. But uh, as of right now, not on the docket, but, you know, because, yeah, you're not going to get the same access that you normally get, you know, actually getting to, you know, get on the field during, you know, batting practice or, you know, being able to be right by the fence to watch, you know, live BP or things like that. So, um, but, you know, game, t- you know, by that time, it, you know, games will have started anyway. So pretty much everything is going to be in the press box, just like it would be in the regular season. So. I'm, je- I'm jealous, Alex. He's going to be out there watching live baseball, and we're going to have to be getting reports back from him. You have to get some videos and send them back on send them back on Twitter, and we'll get them out there. I want to see some of those kids. Okay, so we're going to do something that we all know is going to change. Our predictions are all going to change within week to week as we go here because uh, I, gotta, I figured if you're going to get creative, you really got to get creative your first week that you do this because – roster moves will squash whatever you're doing within the next couple of weeks or go, okay, well, I took a flyer on that one. That's probably not going to work. And we'll do it again. And guys, what we're going to do for the, uh, for the Ranger fanatic podcast and the North Texas nine, nine podcast, we're going to rotate this thing around and those guys are going to host. I'm starting it off this time and they'll host one and we'll come back with our second way too early roster predictions. And then our third, but we're going to have fun with this and all of our listeners. We want y'all to hear this as we go. So here's how I figured to break it down guys. We got a 26-man roster this year. I got how many? You know, we're going to go rotation, bullpen, closer, and then you're going to have catcher, infield, and outfield. And I figured we just go from each one and we just kind of rotate around and we start. So, and, and I guess, and for what for those that don't know, then Alex and uh, Chris and I know that there has been being on the Zoom calls some talk of possibly a six-man rotation, or at least flirting with the idea of a six-man rotation. So that's a question we'll ask, too. How many you got in the starting rotation as we start and going there? Um, we'll start with Alex. Alex, what do you got in the rotation? So I think April 1st, Kyle Gibson's going to start. It's in Kansas City. He knows Kauffman Stadium really well. I think you go that route. Um, I got Arahara going number two. Uh, the Rangers have an off day the – Wednesday after the Toronto series. So I think that lays it out good because you don't want to, he's not used to the normal rest. So I think you can work that in. If he gets opening day, I wouldn't even be surprised to kind of even work that in. I got Fulton number three. My biggest question to everybody is on the spot. Can you spell it? Yeah. Can you spell Fulton without Googling or anything? I'm, I've got it right in front of me, so I will admit I would be cheating to do that. But, uh, yeah, it took me a couple times. I think I probably could now because I've had to type it a couple times now. Yeah, I've had to type it quite a bit already. So, yeah, I've, I can spell it on the spot. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll I'll check back with you guys in about uh, six months. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a that. random moment. I'm not – you never know when that question is going to come. All right, just a random <laughs> passerby in the press box. You're just gonna be, gonna hey, be- <laughs> hey, Chris, real quick, spell Fulton Evans real quick. That's a, that's a fan game that you can play at fans in the ballpark. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we'll video it and we'll send it out on Twitter. You guys will get to see if either of us messed that up. <laughs> so I got Jordan Lyles going four because they'll need some length. In Because when you really look at this rotation, length is going to be one of the biggest challenges. And then um, Chris Woodward talked about a piggyback. So my five is a piggyback. 
Okay. And it's real intriguing because, well, I got Kyle Cody as the first half or maybe second half, but, but he's in the half. And then I'm debating between Taylor Hearn or Colby Allard because okay. of Kyle Cody's style, righty, I figured it makes sense to do a lefty. Then you kind of switch out your opponent's lineup. Yeah. And I figured, do you go power, power with Cody and Hearn? Or do you go power and then a little bit more finesse with Allard? I think that's a good dynamic that you can have on a rotation day. Okay, so here's 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 my prediction then with you doing that. I'm going to say whichever one you don't have on there, this is my prediction. He'll tell us in a minute. He's not going to answer it now. The other one will be at least in the bullpen so that they can play with that. But I'm not going to – that's just a prediction for now. Chris, who do you have going in your rotation? So just because of the way the schedule starts and the fact that they want to um, stretch, you know, stretch guys out, limit the innings of some, a couple of these guys that I have in there, uh, this is my bull prediction. I am gonna say I am gonna say that I think they'll start off with a six man rotation. Um, I do. To be fair, I do kind of already have this twenty six man roster on uh, si.com/mlb/rangers. So because I'm doing my own thing as well, so sure, yeah. it's gonna coincide with the podcast really well, actually. Good. Um, so I this is the. It, I can call this my order. I didn't necessarily put this in this order in in, in my you know, 1.0 projection, you know, purposely, but uh, I also have Kyle Gibson opening day. Um, it's, I think it's all but official. Uh, I think, I think it'll be shocking if, if it's not Kyle. Um, I've got Fulton Evich second, Arhara, Jordan Lyles, and then as a five and a six, uh, just so that they can, uh, like I said, you know, spread these guys out a little bit more to, help them last longer uh, throughout the season. Uh, I've got Dane Dunning and Kyle Cody right now. Okay. Um, And uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think Dunning, well, first off, both Dunning and Cody are going to be on innings limits this year. So, um, but the Rangers really like both of them. They really like what they bring to the table. I don't know if you got how much you guys have seen Dane Dunning. His slider is stupid. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like his slider a lot. I think he can, I understand he doesn't have necessarily the stuff to right. blow guys away, but if he can control his, 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 uh, his fastball and his sinker and he can get that slider going, it's, it's, he's going to, he's going to do really well in the major leagues. I think I do too. Um, like a, like a good middle to the back end of the rotation type of pitcher, a guy who can, who can, who you can rely on, who won't get blown up that much. That's who I think Dunning's eventually going to be. I don't know about this year. Uh, he's still young, but uh, but I've got Dunning and Cody as the five and six. And whether they use that in a piggyback situation, like Alex was saying, or whether they uh, just do a straight up six man rotation for like the first yeah maybe three four weeks of the season, and then once they start getting a little bit more off days, and they can go back to a more five man traditional, and then we'll have to handle it from there. But we're yeah. talking about opening day here, so that's what I've got. Yeah. So, so what I've got, I went with a five man rotation, but what I kind of know, I've got someone in my bullpen that I kind of see as sort of a, uh, sort of like you said, a piggyback thing or would be an opener kind of situation in a couple situations. That's where I'm starting now. I may very well be to a six man rotation as this goes along. We get a few more interviews in. I've got Gibson obviously leading it off. I've got Ari Hara second is who I've got going in. And then I got Fulty. So that's my top three. Now, um, Jordan Lyles, to me, right now, 
is the odd man out for me. I think that doesn't that something happens with him before the end of spring training and he's not here. I've got uh, Cody and Dane Dunning. That's who I've got four or five. So I went with that. Jordan Lyles, I mean, obviously was horrible last year. He supposedly made some changes this year. We do have got him under contract, so he's owed some money. Um, but, it, you know, so that's always going to play in. We've seen that recently. But if they're really truly going with who is the best player and they want to get those players to it, I think that uh, Cody and Dunning, and then I've got some, you know, I've got somebody that I'll have in my bullpen that will, I think, will come in and, and piggyback off of that. But I'm not just going to say it because we got to go to our next thing is our bullpen. We'll start with you, Chris. Now, don't put your closer. Did you put your closer sec- uh, separate? Uh, no, I mean, no, but I can, I can leave that out right now. <laughs> okay. Leave your closer out. So how okay. many do you have? In, are you going a 12 man staff or a 13 man staff? I'm going 13 man pitching staff, 13 pitchers, 13 position players. Okay. So, um, so that, that, you know, since I have six starters, I'll be seven in the bullpen. So okay. uh, my six relievers outside of the closer, um, this could, this could change. I, I'm not going to change it quite yet. Uh, after the Ian Kennedy, Ian Kennedy signing. Um, but so spoiler alert, I don't have Ian Kennedy as of right wow, now. Okay. That, that could change though. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's not because I don't think Ian Kennedy can, can do it. It's just, we have yet to like really hear anything from him, see what he's done, how he does obviously spring, spring game start on Sunday. So sure. that's my disclaimer on that. It's not that I don't think Ian Kennedy could possibly make a spot. I do think he's a legitimate contender. Um, so I've got Jonathan Hernandez. Joelia Rodriguez, Brett Martin, Brett DeGus, Josh Spores, and Taylor Hearn out of the bullpen. Okay. All right. So, so okay, say that again. I got to look where I'm saying. So you got Jonathan Hernandez. Jonathan Hernandez, Joelia Rodriguez, Brett Martin, Brett DeGus, Josh Spores, and Taylor Hearn. Okay. Uh, obviously, I, I know Taylor is trying to make a, a, a you know a job as, as a starter, and I think the Rangers really – could use his versatility, whether he actually makes a spot in the rotation or not. Uh, and plus he's one of the few lefties that has stuff that can either get it done in the rotation. First off the six man rotation that I named are all righties. Mm-hmm. So they need, mm-hmm. they need some, some left-handed pitchers on their roster and Taylor has a good fastball slider combination. If he can mix in the change up more, you know, he could pitch a lot of innings uh, this season. So um Brett DeGus is a, is a rule five draft pick. So unless they want to put him through waivers and offer him back to the Dodgers, he's going to be on the roster. Yep. Um, Brett Martin's another lefty who can, you know, get three outs uh, for you. Joel Rodriguez, same thing. Um, and on, honest, you know, obviously I, I like what I see from Josh Spores coming over from the Dodgers as well. So um, that's, those are my six outside of the closer. Okay. So, so I'm going to go second this time. So we'll go, we'll go back around this way since I was third on the first one, I went with a 12 man staff and I'll tell you why I think that the triple a rotation is also going to be one that is going to be worked through here at the back end of that rotation. So I don't have uh, Taylor Hearn or Kyle Cody on this roster, I've got them starting down in AAA, and they're going to be coming up here, obviously, in some sort of situation. My guy that I told you that I said would be that was Palumbo. And they've already said uh, with Palumbo and, the, and how he was hurt uh, or the, the sickness he had last year with the, the I don't even, ulcerative colitis. Ulcerative colitis, okay. yeah. Colitis. yeah I, I don't know how to say I can't say Foltowicz either. So, anyway, <laughs> but <laughs> – 
<laughs> but uh, so they they might even bring him along slowly anyway. So it's looking like Joe's going to be in the bullpen or work from there. I mean, he I think he they would love to see him as a starter. But I, I kind of see Joe as that guy. I've got Jonathan Hernandez. I've got Ian Kennedy making the team. Brett DeGuys, Brett Martin. So it's start again. Joe Hernandez, Ian Kennedy, Brett DeGuys, Brett Martin, Joe Palumbo, and Jolie Rodriguez. And that's who I have in it now with that statement of you've got Allard, Hearn, and some other, like Tyler Phillips will probably be in AAA. Uh, guys that they could bring up for spot starts and all of that, and they're not going to mind dropping them down and keeping them 10 days down if they need to. That And plus the days off starting early uh, going on that. So that's who I've got in there. Okay. So for you, Alex, what you got? So in the piggyback after Cody, Hearn and Allard, I take whoever's not. And they're, they're both – I've got them both on the club, just whoever. And I, I, I would honestly, thinking about it now, I think more so Hearn in the pen than Allard because I think that does give a good correspondence with Cody's stuff and Allard's stuff. Um, and then so I have Hearn in the bullpen. Hernandez – Martin, uh, Kennedy, DeGus, and then I put a question mark on Joely Rodriguez just because of the ankle. Uh, so I figure if Rodriguez is not good to go by opening day, um, I would, uh, you know what? I would give uh, Young a chance. Yeah. What he's got. So that's crazy unless we I mean, make us a bold bold picks you'll see on the position side too so yeah you know what and, and and what you're saying there for the three of us unless you've got young as your closer um he's not making the opening day roster so that's interesting not, none of us have that yet now like we said guys we're this is going to change as we go. If he's out there with a 0.4 ERA uh, through every inning, you know that that guy's going to be on the major league roster coming into it. Okay, we're going to the closer now. With the closer, well, considering everybody, there's one name that everybody didn't say, so I'm pretty sure we all have the same name. <laughs> yes, Jose Leclerc is who I have. Um, I'm going first on this one. I'm assuming that's where you're going, Alex. Leclerc. Yep. Is that where you're going? Oh yeah. Okay. Jose so, Clark. Uh, even though, even though Chris Woodward has said yep. that he may not be a traditional closer, right? Uh, he may pitch like six, seven, seven, eight, some, you know, in some sort of multi-inning capacity, but yep. I think more times than not, Jose Clark is going to be the one, you know, going in in the, in the ninth inning with a three run leader, three run leader less. Yeah. Yeah, that's and and that's that's where we're going. Yeah, Woody did say he he wasn't going to name him closer right now, and he's not in that sense going to just say that we have the closer. Leclerc's coming back from injury. He did not pitch last year much at all. Did he start the season? He, he, I know he was injured for most of it. He pitched like what two games? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, he, he yeah, it wasn't much. But that the, and they were stressful games. Yes. Yeah. Yep, it was, and so uh, I love I love Leclerc's stuff. Um, I hope that he has got it back together because he's he is a cheap bullpen arm that they've got going on there. Okay, we are back around to the top. I'm pretty sure that we're all going to be on the same page on this one, but we got to go into who are our two catchers. We know we got to have two because we got to have a backup uh, going into it. So, and don't say who your starter is yet because we're going to do a starting lineup opening day. Uh, but I think for for both all three of us, we're we're not gonna we're, there, there's gonna probably be a lot of split time I would see in some of this. Uh, but Alex, you're first. Who do you got for the two catchers? Um, I got so so no starting catcher, just the 
Well, no, just name your two. You'll name your starter when we do our oh, opening okay. day lineup. Yeah. Okay, because I've got my backup catcher is Drew Butera. Okay. All right. And who do Not you? What you expected? <laughs> no, well, well, so who are the two that are on the roster? Though you go, so we'll know who your starter is. Is yeah. it's Trevino? Yeah, okay. Jose Trevino. Jose Trevino. Okay, so you got Jose Trevino. Butera's interesting because Jonah still has options. So yeah. that's kind of where you left. Yeah, so that's where you're going on that one. Okay, that's yours. What do you got, Chris? Uh, I've I've got Jose Trevino and Jonah Heim. Jonah Heim, right now. Yeah, that, that's where I'm going. And you know, you know who Jonah's uh, uh, agent is, don't you? Do y'all know? I, I, you're asking me to remember every single player's agent. Man. No, no. I've got, and, a, I've got well, I've got a personal tie. It's Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Rye. Jeff Rye is oh, okay. his agent. There you and, go. And uh, so Jeff and I had done a, we were, had done a podcast that morning. We'd gotten off and talked when the trade was made. And I texted him. I went, holy crap, Jonah's coming to Texas. And I said, he'll make that roster. I, let's just state it now. I have Jose Trevino and Jonah Heim. That's who I have as the two catchers on there. I said, Jonah come in here he'll get to play a lot here and do that and he goes and he told me he'll win of course that's his agent he'll win the starting job is what he said so um i think i think honestly with heim butera i see more as a guy that's going to catch once a week um if he does it and they take jonah down to triple a uh to play then butera somebody's probably going to do i think with jonah and uh trevino uh i think those guys mix it up and two or three games a piece each week, something like that. Um, because I, there, there's some scouts that are really high on him. Um, and, in fact, those two, there are some that say that Heim could be in tandem eventually with Huff if he stays at the catcher position. And Trevino could be the, Trevino could be the odd man out. But we all love Trevino. I mean, I love the guy. I hope, I hope he proves everybody wrong. I mean, Jose, I mean, Jose is, he's trying to become a leader on this team. And so, yeah, I, I would not. And that, that guy does not back down from anything. No, so, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, let's just say I, I had absolutely nothing against Jonah Heim at all. Because mm-hmm. I think Jonah Heim it could just like everything you're talking about. I think Jonah Heim could be a really good catcher. Yeah. Uh, then you talk about Sam Huff coming up as well. So, yeah, Jose has competition behind him. But. I'm not going to ever count Jose Trevino out. Never. I, and, 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 and there's always the opportunity of Huff that might change positions coming up too, depending. That's, hey, I tell you what, it's a great problem to have. Three young catchers make it really yep. ready. The one thing I do want to say is, like, Hive's going to get some work on the big league roster in 2021. Like, yeah. Even oh, though yeah. I have Butera as the backup, it could be, like, a month later and Heim gets called up. I just don't think – it, that I think Butera starts off and Heim starts off getting more time in AAA. Yeah. No, no, your, your, your reasoning is perfect. And it also gets Jose working with that entire staff when he's catching most of the week. Because Butera is a Mathis. Uh, he comes up here. He's not going to get as many uh, games as, as Trevino for sure. In your situation, um, easily, uh, that's going to be Trevino getting most of the reps and he's going to get the day games off and all of that. Um, and I'm playing basically every day uh, down there. I talked about this with Kennedy last week. There's a lot of catching depth. Do you maybe use that as some bait and bait a team and say, we have some good catching depth. Maybe you can snag somebody else in a position that's weak. Yep. Without a doubt. You've got three guys that are um, that that could could easily be um, uh, 
on the market out there. If someone's listening, and that's a throw-in for sure, they're 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 talented. They're all not only talented; they're young and talented in all three of them. Okay, well, we're going to we're back we're back over to uh, we're going to be back over to Chris to start this one. This is your infield. This is where. This is where I've gone to a different spot, but uh, in here. But how many infielders do you have on the team? I got to count because I went I went by position. So I got one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, six, six infielders. So do I. So tell me who you got making the team. Uh, actually, it might be. I don't know. I have to. I'm gonna have to go through this. Okay. So I got Nate Lowe, Nick Solak, Rugnet Odor. Charlie Culberson, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, um, and Brock Holt. And Brock Holt. Okay. So you got you got Culberson and Holt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And my reasoning for um, both Culberson and Holt and and including Rugen and Odor is the, I've asked Woody several times about versatility and how that – is that a requirement? And he has – Pretty much that unless the guy, you know, somebody else is hitting, like absolutely mashing the ball. Um, yeah, versatility. The guy has to be able to play more than one position. Yep. Now, that does kind of leave Rignador out. It, it could leave him out if he does not win the second base job. But if he does enough at third base to at least earn like a platoon situation, then maybe that's why Odor stays on and you can have – you know, uh, uh, a Rugie Culberson platoon at third base, that's not ideal. But, you know, if there's a way to figure that out, plus Culberson, his um, versatility is a, is a huge uh, win for him. Yep. His ability to bounce all around the field, not just in the infield, but the outfield, even though they probably won't need him in the outfield. But Right. Uh, and then Brock Holton, his, avail- his ability to also do the same thing, not quite as versatile as Culberson is, but still his ability to bounce around between multiple positions. So that's why I've got those guys. It doesn't mean that there's a couple of other guys that I'm leaving off the roster that I don't think that they can make it, and they sure. do leave off sure. either Holt or, or Culberson. But that's my rationale right now is that this is the most versatile group that, that I have as of right now. And then once spring games get underway, we kind of see how the team's evolving at that point. Yep. Then make some changes. Yeah, this is good. Like, like we've said over and over, this is going to all change. Okay, so you went first that time, and then I'll go second. Um, I've got six infielders making the team. Um, I've got a name that you guys are going to go, whoa, okay, and I, I want to I tell you why when you see these stats. Now, I do have Guzman making the team. So I've got Nate Lowe. I've got Isaiah Kiner-Falifa, Nick Solak, Ronald Guzman, Rugnet Odor, and I have Andy Ibanez making the team. Go back to 2019, his last full year in AAA. Paid 121 games at AAA. He had 467 at-bats. Here's his slash line. 300, 375, 497. He had an 871 OPS, 20 home runs, and he hit 300. He played three positions, third base, second base, and shortstop, and 48 of those, the most he played was at third base. And that guy's 27 years old. And he's he come over from Cuba, and he's been right on the verge every time. And if you go back and look at his stats growing up, coming up, um, his career minor league uh, average is about 289, I believe. He sits at 289. And I think that Culberson and Holt being older and him being younger, I think that uh, if you really got somebody – look, I think we are all in agreement that whoever is playing third base <laughs> is holding a position for Josh Young. 
Um, and, the, and 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 for for the fans out there, if Josh Young if Josh Young makes the opening day roster, I will tell you this: that means he is far better than we already think he is if he makes the opening day roster. Because unless he is just unbelievably just mashing everything in AAA. Um, he's going to probably start. He needs to look. He's only played a hundred. He's had his 172 pro at bats in 44 games. He needs to play every day in the minor leagues. Now, don't get me wrong. If he is everything more than we ever thought, he is older coming from college and he makes his team. That's a wonderful thing. That means we have a superstar all-star on this team. If he makes it, I'm not saying he won't eventually be that too, but I'm saying this year, the guy's got to get some at bats. So he's not going to make the team. That's why I have a bind. Yes. Uh, making the team. All right, Alex, you're up. What do you got? So um, I have like literally six hours ago, I had five infielders mm-hmm. and then I, it, it, there's a tandem, there's a combination that I'm kind of fumbling across. So I'm with six now. Uh, Low, Guzman, Odor, Connor Falafa, Solak, and Culberson. Culberson, okay. I like him too. I do like Culberson. I like Holt, but I I'm going. You got to remember, this is my one where I'm. This is going to change, and, and Ibanez has really got to got to hit to to prove me right because he's the younger player. But uh, that's that's good. I mean, I like Culberson. I think I like Culberson uh, more than Holt. If I had to really sit there and make a choice, so that okay. So on that one. Okay, I'm interested to see the starting lineup because of who all we have on this team. So this is this is going to be good to see who opens who's opening day. All right, so now we're going to go back to me with outfield and who I have as my outfielders. I have six outfielders. Like I said, I went with uh, 12 pitchers and I have uh, uh, 14 position players. And so in the outfield, I have David Dahl, I have Leody Tavares, Joey Gallo, Willie Calhoun, Chris Davis, and then my Last guy who's versatile all the way around is Eli White, is who I have making the team. And that's who I've got. And obviously, we, you know, between Calhoun and Chris Davis, they can also DH. Davis can play first base. Eli White can play all over the field. And that guy is the fastest guy on the team, from what I understand, him and Tavares. Um, but that's who I've got. Okay, we're back to Alex. Who do you have? Outfield. I had a moment because I was like, wait a second, I just have three, and then I had the DH on there. <laughs> Give me a sec, people. Give me a sec. <laughs> Dahl, Tavares, Gallo, Calhoun, and Davis. And Davis. All right. So you've got you've gone with five. Okay. And what do you got, Chris? Uh, same thing. Uh, same thing as Alex. I, I have Dahl, Tavares, and Gallo, and then uh, Calhoun and Davis as well. Awesome. Five outfielders. In that exact order. In that exact order, <laughs> I've got Dahl, Tavares, Gallo from left to right. And then Calhoun and Davis primarily sharing the DH role. Yep. Yep. That's, that's good. So I've got, so your fourth outfielder also is either Calhoun or Davis. That's who you've got on there. And then I went with Eli White. And look, I, the reason I've, I've gone with 12, pit, or thir, uh, 12 pitchers instead of uh, uh, 13 is because of my whole AAA, uh, my AAA uh, rotation that I think is going to go up and down. Okay, we're coming towards the end of this thing. We've gone 31 minutes. It's going to be perfect. They're going to love this thing. Um, opening day against Kansas City, they roll out that lineup card. We're looking at it. One through nine with our starting pitcher. I think we all know who our starting pitcher is. 
Let's go with it. We're going to go back and start with Alex again. Alex, who's the who's the opening day lineup? John, Chris, who's the Royals opening day starter? You know what? That would have made a difference to me. And do I you just, go? Do you go Mike Miner? Is it Jacob Junis? Is it Danny Duffy? Yeah, that's a, that. That's that's how I construct my lineup. Yeah, that that, that I really thought about that too, and, and but that I, does I, that does play play a play a role into this of, of food because if it's a lefty if it's minor or duffy then mm-hmm. you know, yeah it I could mean, all it could all change but if you just went by normal okay without putting that in your head tell me who oh, it's already in my head because i already a, have that written written, up, written down for my line you have two lineups <laughs> no i i just i have my one lineup and it's because i think that either duffy or minor are going to start so i've I mean, got, it's not I've a got va- it's not a vast change there would be a few tweaks depending yeah. on, but I it do would, have. Yeah. Okay. So tell me your start opening day lineup. Okay. So the first, I would say the first, uh, I'll just name it there. Leody. Right. Uh, I got Kiner Falefa two, okay. Dahl three, Gallo four. I know in the past Gallo's like hitting behind lefties. So I think that's a good quick scout for him. Uh, Solak, Calhoun, uh, Lowe, Trevino and Odor. And where do you got Odor playing? Second. Second base. So what's Solak playing? Third. I'm 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 wanna uh turn it up a little bit. That's cool. That that's actually that that's really good. What Chris, what do you have? All right. So I like I said, I'm having this lineup geared towards a left-handed pitcher. Okay. So th- this is this is that's my rationale here. So I have a Leody in center leading off. Uh, kind of left it short, uh, batting second. Um, I, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Joey Gallo is going to hit third. Okay. Uh, and that's because, you know, earlier this week, I asked Chris Woodward, like, hey, is I know Gallo likes hitting cleanup. Is he going to stay there, or are you going to try to move him up to two or three just to get him more at-bats? And he said it's a possibility to move him up there. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I, I think, you know, move, let's move him up one spot to start. So okay. I have him hitting third. I've got some protection behind him. I got Chris Davis DHing, hitting in the cleanup spot. Okay. Uh, I got David Dahl batting fifth at playing left field. Uh, batting sixth is Nick Solak at second base. Um, batting seventh at first base is Nate Lowe. Batting eighth at catcher is Jose Trevino. And batting ninth, third base is Charlie Culberson. Charlie And I've Culberson. got a lot of going left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right mm-hmm. in the lineup, too, to mix it up. So that is. Uh, and just to clarify on there, if it was a lefty, uh, I Davis would have switched Calhoun. So Davis would be six and Calhoun would be out. So okay. that was the tweak. Okay, so I, I didn't take in, into any consideration of right-handed or left-handed because it would change for me. And I know Woody likes to do that too. So he would move it around, especially unless someone has just reached out and just absolutely captured it and just captured the, the, the position. But here's who I have. Um, I've got Tavares leading off in center field. I have Calhoun batting second as the DH. Dahl in left field. Gallo batting fourth in right field. Then I have Lowe batting fifth, playing third base. And I've got Kiner Falifa at shortstop. I think Guzman is going to carry over from MVP in winter ball and bring that in. And I, I even – look, people don't realize this, and people think I'm crazy, um, but Nate Lowe has options also. 
Um, and and if he were not to kill the ball and and just absolutely be outplayed by by Guzman, he has an option. And I also toyed with Andy Abanez starting. I'm looking for that guy that's going to fill that position until Young gets here. But right now I got low because you're getting your best bat in the lineup. So I'm saying in my case, both Lowe and Guzman have just killed the ball in spring training and both make this team. Although uh, we'll see if Lowe gets in. They, you know, they, they interview when we were there, when they interviewed Nate, he did say he has played some third. And, you know, they, they, they're kind of open to that. You know, Woodward kind of said he's kind of open to that. I think they really want him to just take first base and keep it. Um, I've got Solak batting eighth at second base, and I've got Trevino batting ninth at catcher. Um, but I think the odd guy for me, or the guy that you're going to keep an eye on for me is Andy Ibanez. Ibanez, I keep saying that wrong. That's who I'm keeping an eye on this spring. I love the guy. He's just haven't got the chance. Um, and I, I think that's the guy that might even possibly capture that, kind of be the kind of Falifa of this year and capture that starting third base job and get in there. That's what I'd like to see. He's and Ibanez, line, yeah. I was going to say, Ibanez is a plus up because I remember he played Shakira when uh, they had the alternate site, or not the alternate site, but a summer camp. So he's already got a plus in my book. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we all have opening day starter is Kyle Gibson. Yeah, Kyle Gibson, yeah. Okay, so real quick before we get out of here, we've got about 35 minutes. This is a perfect podcast, uh, perfect listening. Before we get out of here, tell me um, – what what is who's going to be your your uh, maybe surprise player or what battle are you the most interested to watch? What happens during spring training? Who do you guys think is the biggest battle to watch? Alex, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, you know what? I am curious at first base because yeah. Ronald Guzman. It seemed like today and you know, with what Chris Woodward said that there's a little bit more to him now, like he's starting to be a little bit more interactive. He was really talking about his um, sessions yesterday against Arahara. And it just seems like, and with Odor too, like the more competition you have, the more it brings it out of you. Yeah. And I know last year there was some competition, but I feel like you kind of have to throw that out of the window. I know spring training was nearly done, but it didn't get a full work in. And then of course, Guzman had a late start to summer camp. Right. So I, I'm really curious at that first base. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's one to watch. Chris, do you have one? Uh, so I just, this is going to sound uh, a little, and you, you might get a lot of fans or listeners rolling their eyes at this one. <laughs> That's but, what we're here for. Nobody ever does that. Come on, Chris. <laughs> but I, I really am interested. And it's not because I, I, I just, I'm really interested to watch the battle at second base between Nick Solak and Ruben Odor. That's a good one. And the reason why I want to, I want to watch it is first off, I want to see Nick Solak get closer to the 2019 Solak that we saw hitting. Yeah. Because if that Nick Solak can come back, then the Rangers have themselves a really good hitter in the lineup. So I, I've always liked, Nick Solak's bat. I think he can, I think he can do a lot of good things. I, I think he's versatile um, uh, offensively. Like he can, okay. He can hit for contact. Okay. He can, he can hit him in the gaps. The thing that I really want to watch is, and I asked Chris Woodard this today. Yeah. And uh, this is going to come in my second base preview uh, in my season series preview that I'm doing on, on SI.com. But um, I asked Chris Woodward today about, uh, okay. It, we may see another Rugnet Odor just tear up spring training again. Yeah. 
And then you're going to get fans going, oh, boy, here we go again. Another rooting out a door, you know, where he's tearing up spring ball. And yep. now he's going to earn a spot on the team. And you're just you're going to see that 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 circular chart that always comes out on social media. And Absolutely. Just, so but so that's why I asked him, I was like, OK, what is going to be different? How are you guys going to eval- evaluate him differently this year? And you know, his, his answer, you know, more or less, and I'll have more detail on this you know, later, but his answer more or less was, yes, it, it's his ability to produce, but it's not just in the numbers. It's, is he laying off the, the breaking ball down away? Or is he laying off the, ch- the, the off-suit pitch down and away? Is he, is his at-bats the, the right, or, or, or is he giving a good at-bat quality every single time? When he's making contact with the ball, is he, is he hitting it hard every time? Or is he just, fouling off or is it weak contact or is it you know if every time he you know he gets out he's hitting the ball 105 miles an hour that's that's a totally different rig on a door yeah because whenever he's not got it whenever he's off yeah he's he's missing everything he's chasing pitches he shouldn't and when he does make contact it's his exit below is down yeah until he catches that one he'll catch that one and hit it 480 feet but other than that yeah he's not hitting anything hard so that's what i want to watch i want to watch not only the battle between Solak and Odor, but I want to watch how the Rangers really handle if Rigon Odor has another really hot spring and how that impacts his standing with the team. Because we know he's got two years left. We know that he's not a part of the of the long-term future of the Rangers, right. more than likely, unless he just turns around and becomes the superstar player that they originally signed him to be four years ago. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But that's something I'm really interested in this spring. Let me ask you guys this. When is the last time Rudin Odor has actually been in competition in spring to actually, he has to go in and prove himself because in the previous years, it's just sort of, he's been the front runner and you may have somebody in the back end, but who, when is the last time he's actually not the front runner or it's 50, 50. 15 or 16 when he got first called up when he was supposed to it's been a while hasn't it? yeah i mean i mean even last year after he had had the horrible 19 even going into last year everybody pretty much knew unless he was moved they were gonna he he was gonna come into that unless he just spit the bit in spring training and was horrible that they his it was his to lose coming which in. he didn't do he didn't he did not have a bad spring and whenever he came back in summer camp or right. spring training 2.0 whatever you want to call it right he came back and he was mashing the ball mm-hmm. now i did kind of tell that right near the end of spring training 2.0 it started to kind of fall off a little bit like yeah. right near the end like the last couple of i think the the couple of uh, games they had against the rockies before the actual season began i was right. like okay i'm starting to see the old Rugi now I'm starting to see the, the, the at-bat quality go down and that's exactly what happened. But that job was set at second base for him. So. Yeah, it would no, absolutely. Cause Nick Solak, while he was competing for spots on the team, he was competing for spots in the outfield. Yep. He was going to be playing left, possibly center field. That's where they were primarily looking at it. It wasn't until later in the year, whenever John Daniels pretty much said, okay, Elvis and Rugi's jobs are not secured. Yep. And then you started to see, okay, Anderson Tejeda is getting some reps at second. Okay. Nick Solak. Is getting reps at second, and you know now you started to see that. So that's a good point, you know, bringing that up, and you know now he's got legitimate competition, and he can lose a second base job. Hey, look, you so can, yeah, you, the answers are. and you can, you can, everybody hates John Daniels and all that, how they do that, but hey, you've got to give some credit where credit's due. He basically said, um, you know, and Chris too, that both uh, that both Elvis and Rugi need to learn other positions. 
Um, they need to learn how to play other positions. That's basically what they had said uh, before ended up trading Elvis, which I'm glad. Look, that was a great move for the Rangers and the A's, and it's good for Elvis for where he's going out to Oakland, and he's going to have that job. Basically, it's his to lose, uh, that shortstop job, especially what he's meant to this team. Ruge, um, you know, look, um, I, I, we all want Ruge to be Ruge. Um, that that's the one. Now y'all, you've got a good one in, in second base. You've got first base, which is one I'm intrigued to watch. I, I tell you the one that I'm intrigued. I want to watch what happens at third base if because I still got I'm I'm on my uh, Ibanez here. But if if Culberson and Holt and Ibanez are playing around the same or all in that all in, right, right around that deal, and you don't have a, a, an obligation to any of them, um, you're looking for someone to hold the place until Josh Young gets some at bats and gets up here. Um, I want to see. You know, are they staying true to we want to keep people here that are a part of our future? Um, Ian Kennedy, is he a part of the when they're good again? Probably not. But that's a guy that if he gets going, you move him at the trade deadline and you get something back for him. Whereas Holt and Culberson, maybe they would have to really be tearing it up um, if they made the team. Ibanez is somebody who could be a good utility guy for the future um, playing three positions. That's the one I'm intrigued to see. Can I throw one wild card in there since you're throwing the Andy Abanez thing? And sure. I know we get, I know we got to wrap this up, but yeah. Um, the one wild card I want to throw in is in the bullpen. Yeah. And it's not Ian Kennedy. It's Matt Bush. Dude. I almost, I almost penciled him. <laughs> so I, now I don't have him in my bullpen right now. Um, but the way that yes. Woodward has been talking, yeah, I, yeah. And yet is the big, is the key word there because the way Woodward's talking about him now, I haven't, Got a chance to to see him pitch yet? Yeah, that'll that'll be coming soon. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, once Cactus League action gets started. But um, I want to see I want to see what he does because you know we saw what he did in 2016. You know, we yep. saw whenever he whenever he's doing whatever he can do, whenever he's able to control his pitches and and if he's healthy. Yeah, that, that's a guy who I mean the Rangers could really really using their in their bullpen and plus chris woodward has really talked about his ability to calm himself down mentally yeah uh on the mound and not get so overamped and you know if that helps him control things then that could rub off on the on the younger guys in in the bullpen the guys who they want to be a part of their bullpen for a while the guys like brett degas josh spores you know those sure. those younger guys jonathan hernandez even though Hernandez might become one of the better relievers in all of baseball, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just you know, but that that's something I'm really interested to see. It, it, that's that's my one wild card to watch is is it, could Matt Bush make a return to the to the major leagues? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And Matt, and, and in fact, um, I I had in the press conference uh, with Woody the other day, I actually had raised my hand. I was just and my question was going to be, is Matt Bush 100? Is he throwing 100? And he, it ended up he you know how john is he's like two more and i was like you know what that's not as big a question i'm not worried so i actually texted john afterwards and said you know my question was pretty simple is matt bush 100 percent?" he said yeah he's been 100 percent, and he's throwing he was already 100 percent coming into the spring because he threw all last year man i'm that's a guy i'm gonna watch that is a great one to talk about because that guy when he was on that that is it the slider he throws to go along with that heat that was just dropping off the end of the table i mean he he was impressive coming off. It's hard to believe he was the number one overall pick as a shortstop that just yep. could not hit. So, yep. guys, that was fun. 
this is going to be a lot of fun to do this. Our regular podcast, we're going to have our normal guests going on, but these are real easy to do and throw together and do at night, guys. I can't thank Alex. Alex, thank you so much for coming on, bud. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Yeah, Chris and Alex, we're going to be reaching out to you when you get out there. I want to hear how Matt looks in person when you get out there to see uh, Guzman and Matt uh, pitch in person. I want to see that, and you'll put it out on Twitter, and we'll follow you up. Chris, thank you so much. Congratulations on getting back with Sports Illustrated. Appreciate it, man. It's great to be back, and uh, ready for some baseball. Yeah. Man. I'm, I'm super excited. Super right. excited for the season to start. Me too. Within the next two weeks, guys, we're going to do another one of these after some roster moves are made. Hey, like I say at the end of every one of these and after everything I write, nerd out. Drink that shutterbuck beer.